Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, there's a legal theme, I guess, what we're talking about today. Uh, again, in Ontario court yesterday in Toronto, the Ontario Superior Court uh, heard arguments about the basic income project. Now, you may remember, of course, this was a project that was instituted by the previous government. It was supposed to be a three-year pilot project, and Hamilton was one of the test cities. And uh, it was rolling along, and uh, during the election campaign, of course, uh, all three leaders, including Doug Ford, promised that they would continue the basic income pilot project, gather data, and then make a determination. He said that more than once during the campaign. Well, of course, Doug Ford became the premier not too long after that, and uh, within days, canceled the program. Well, a number of people have taken him to court. That uh, hearing started yesterday, and uh, it's, it's awfully hard to, to make a judgment uh, and a calculation based on, on the comments that we heard yesterday in court, but it's, uh, it's rather interesting to hear the back and forth that went on between the government lawyers and uh, uh, lawyer Mike Perry, who we've had on the program before, uh, who's representing uh, some of the Lindsay area recipients. Joining us to talk about this is Tom Cooper, the director of Hamilton Roundtable for Poverty Reduction. Tom, uh, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us here today. Good morning, Bill. I don't. I don't want to, as I mentioned, Tom, read too much into this, but it was rather interesting the way that uh, the judges, and for those who don't understand how these things happen, there's a, there's a panel of judges, and uh, both legal teams, of course, will make arguments here. Uh, they did a pretty good job of picking apart the government's ideas here. It sure sounded like it. I unfortunately wasn't able to make it into Toronto yesterday. I had a commitment here in Hamilton yesterday afternoon. Didn't want to get caught in the storm, but. Uh, we did have a number of uh, local community advocates and, uh, as well, importantly, basic income participants uh, take the GO train in and uh, sit in and listen to the arguments. And I know there were a number of other participants from, from Lindsay, Ontario, which is the other basic income pilot site. And to a person, they all said Mike Perry did a fantastic job of presenting the case. Um, not so good for the government's perspective, I think, though. Um, there seemed to be a lot of questioning from the judges, uh, and it's a panel of judges. It's three of them who um, who hear these sorts of judicial reviews. Um, there, there were questions uh, of, of the government's tactics and, and really its direction uh, in, in which they've taken this program uh, in, in terms of canceling it outright. Um, without really a whole lot of uh, communication to uh, to the participants themselves. And I think one of the other big factors that popped up during the hearing yesterday is um, for all these types of research projects that involve human subjects, uh, there needs to be ethical oversight. And so there's always put in place, whether you're doing it for drug testing or other sorts of, of research projects um, that involve people, um, uh, an independent review board. And uh, it came out uh, in the factum that the independent review board that was in charge of overseeing this basic income pilot, they're called Veritas and they're based in Montreal, uh, did not actually sign off on canceling the program. In fact, there was very little communication between the government and, and this independent review board. So, Well, there was they, one piece of communication, Tom. When, when the board said this is not a good idea, they fired the board. Yeah. Yeah, and that tells a whole message in itself, I think. The, um, the fact that, uh, you know, you need to, when you're doing this type of research, and it's important to keep in mind, this was, a, this was a pilot project. It was supposed to last three years. It was involving 4,500 people here in Hamilton, in Lindsay, and in Thunder Bay. And uh, 
So the, the rights of those people uh, who were involved in the project really needed to be looked after. And, and that's what Veritas was there to do. They're there to ensure their rights as, as research subjects, for lack of a better word, um, were protected. And, and that obviously didn't happen. And so they filed a complaint with the Ontario Ombudsman, um, but that complaint was pulled when, um, when this legal action started. Well, there's a couple of interesting points here, back and forth, between uh, the uh, uh, the government lawyer, Mr. Thompson, and, and the judges. Uh, as you mentioned, their assertion, meaning the government's assertion, is simply, look, we're the government, we can do whatever we damn well please, you know, because we got duly elected, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Uh, and we don't need to pay no attention to no ethics board if we don't want to. And, 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 and the judge, which, by the way, seems to be a theme of this government, but I digress. Uh, but the judges seem to say, well, yeah, you do. I mean, there are contracts signed here, and you just can't rip up contracts. Uh, which, by the way, Tom, is, is variations on another theme, because Doug Ford seems to think he can just rip up contracts, like he did with the the hydro deal, the cap-and-trade, yeah. uh, which cost them $118 million in, in fees because they had that canceled deal with the, the, the American company. So this is, this is, again, this is a mindset of this government that seems to be coming back to haunt them. Now, this hasn't been judged yet. We don't know. It's, this hearing is continuing. But the comments we heard from the judicial panel yesterday said, look at guys, you're not as high and mighty as you seem to think you are. Yeah, and, and those are the comments. And whether, uh, whether the judge's uh, perspective in terms of whether this was fair um, is, is one thing. Uh, is it legal, I think, is another question, and that's what we're going to find out. And um, does the, I, I think that comes down to the, really the root of the, of the question. Uh, does Cabinet have the ability, have the legal right to supersede uh, these sorts of ethical uh, contracts? And so I guess we'll find out. And uh, it, it's going to it's going to be extremely stressful. It's been extremely stressful for those basic income participants. I, I keep in daily touch with um, with a number of people who are are extremely worried about whether they're going to be able to keep their housing, um, where they're going to find enough money to uh, to cover food and other necessary expenses. As you know, Bill, uh, some of the participants had made, made plans to go back to school. Uh, they were hoping to get skills uh, upgrading at, uh, at, uh, at other institutions. And, you know, all that was thrown really under the wheels uh, when the Ford government canceled this program. And, and so people were harmed. Uh, I, th- I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, the, the question comes back to uh, whether the government needs to be uh, kept to its promise during the election and whether whether there is a legal obligation on uh, of cabinet to ensure that uh, the rights of these participants are protected. Yeah, no, listen, I, I don't want to delve too deep into the legalities of this because neither of us are lawyers. Uh, mind you, we talk so much about this stuff. I, I feel as if just by you know association, I'm starting to learn an awful lot about this. But as you mentioned, Tom, the way this program was laid out, uh, it was not done in an arbitrary fashion. There were contracts that were signed with the participants in the trial and with the government and with, as you mentioned, this this other board that was supposed to oversee this whole thing. And and the government just seemed to pay no attention to that and just say, we don't care about the contracts. And uh, what little I know about these situations, you can't just walk around contract law and say, well, that we don't care about that because that's not the way we want to go. So there could be some ramifications. But I think the more telling point uh, was a, 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 an exchange between, again, the government lawyer, Mr. Thompson, and uh, Justice uh, Julie Thorborn, who's a member of the panel, 
Mr. Thompson's argument was, well, we just plain scrapped the plan because uh, we, meaning the government, uh, do not want to uh, spend $17 billion every year for the low-income Ontarians in a plan. And, and she rebutted and said, that's not the purpose of this was. This is a test program. Nobody's exactly. asking the government to give everybody a basic income. They said, carry on with this program, gather some data, and then make an informed decision with the group that's already there. They're not ex- expanding it. The government, of course, is using big numbers to try to scare everybody off. There are no big numbers yet. Yeah, exactly. And we, uh, we suspect uh, that the basic income pilot will be successful. And, and we've seen early indications of that with uh, really people being able to escape the cycle of poverty. But having said that, there was absolutely no commitment on behalf of the previous Liberal government or during the election, the, the progressive Conservatives, to, to continue the pilot beyond those three years. Um, but when you enter into these sorts of agreements, you have to you have to stay to your word. And, you know, people were promised uh, that they could participate in the project. They made life decisions based on on, on those uh, commitments. And um, to to certainly say that uh, the government has no in, uh, intention of following up on the results of this pilot, no matter what. Uh, what the research shows is, is disingenuous at best. Uh, this particular pilot cost $150 million over three years. Um, I, I, I would imagine the majority of that's already been spent in terms of uh, signing up participants and putting in place the administrative oversight for it. Um, most, uh, most participants now have had almost a year on the program and they were promised a full three years. Um, so, so a lot of that money's already been spent, and and so we're really throwing away that investment if we don't continue the pilot. Um, there was a, a very fulsome evaluation planned of the pilot that was uh, being run out of St. Michael's Hospital in uh, collaboration with McMaster University, um, and. Really, as as you know, Bill, and we've talked about this numerous times, this was a project that was being watched all over the world. There's lots of different basic income ideas out there, and there are pilots uh, currently running in Finland. They're launching some in uh, in Scotland, in California. Uh, they're talking about doing it in Chicago as well. So a lot of those jurisdictions were looking at Ontario and 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 learning from us and, and just seeing how. Uh, our results uh, would impact the way they wanted to test basic income as well. And again, we're, we're delving into a, a little bit of legality here, but the fact of the matter is, is like I say, because contracts are in place. Uh, and we've talked, I know you know Mike Perry, who's uh, defending, of course, the people that brought this action in the first place. Mike's been a guest on the program. Uh, we, by the way, did reach out to him earlier today, but uh, he's kind of up to his uh, knees right now <laughs> in legal stuff. So he says, look, I'll talk to you guys after I finish this. But he's uh, he's obviously running the charge for this in the court. Uh, but the, the basic argument that they are making right now is this was a contractual agreement between these people that decided to be part of the program and the government, and you can't just walk away from contracts. So, uh, And they're not saying, as I say, to in- install this program on a, on a provincial-wide basis. What they're saying is you have to do something about contracts. Usually the, the word that's got to come up here at some point, if the judges rule in favor, is compensation. And as to how that's going to happen, we don't know at this stage. But from what Mike told us in previous conversations, Tom, and I wanted to get your read on that, that's basically what they're looking for. I mean, if you want to cancel the program, fine, but you can't leave people high and dry like this. Exactly. And and what participants are looking for is exactly what the government committed and what they as participants agreed to. We have to remember that it You'll re- you'll recall, Bill, when this program first got started, it, w- it was kind of tough to sign people up yep. um, because 
there wasn't that trust in government. People thought, you know, uh, is this going to continue? Is there going to be uh, that uh, that three-year commitment from from government, or are they going to cut us cut us off at the knees at, at some point? And you know, we talked to uh, we talked to the people in the provincial staff who are running the program. We felt comfortable enough to recommend this to to people in the community for whom it, it might be a good uh, a good income source and who are willing to help really. Uh, uh, demonstrate how this could be an important social policy of the 21st century. Um, so there was definitely on the part of the participants uh, the the uh, commitment and uh, contractual obligation on their part. They were going to provide information on how they were doing on the pilot. They were going to answer surveys, and uh, they made that commitment. The government did as well, and and so well, I would... so did candidate four. Let's let's underscore <laughs> that again too. Because yeah, he was no. asked about this and said, "Yes, I'll let the program continue." That was before he got elected. Yeah, no, on on two occasions during the election as well, and 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 so, you know, I, I think the government is arguing, "Well, we can't be we can't be held to promises made during the election." Well, what kind of precedent is that to set? People have, uh, you know, have enough bad feelings towards politics as it is um we can't we can't make this type of activity and and this type of behavior commonplace um let's hold people to their word and if they happen to be politicians running for office let's hold them to their word as well stay tuned uh, this continues for the rest of the week uh, the uh, judges will most likely just uh, reserve their decision so we may not hear for another day or two tom will stay in touch thanks so much for this today Thank you, Bill. Tom Cooper from the uh, Poverty for uh, Roundtable, Roundtable rather for Poverty Reduction, and that case uh, will continue. It may well end up in civil court too as a lawsuit. And uh, uh, as I say in previous conversations we've had with Mike Perry from uh, the Lindsay Peterborough area, he says that's the road they want to go down. That's the road we'll go too. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.